The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, we've got another bonus episode for your ass. I've got a special betting preview for the Sixth Man of the Year Award in the NBA, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan Horvat and PJ Glasser. We recorded it on a recent episode on BetMGM Tonight, and we're going to break down our very favorites to win this very competitive NBA award. A lot of fun. So do me a favor, Nick, and drop that beat. All right, so we go to Sixth Man of the Year. Oh, my favorite award. Which is just like a really wild category. If you guys thought Defensive Player of the Year odds were outrageous, like they have nothing on the Sixth Man of the Year award. Like legitimately, it's crazy. The person who's leading in the clubhouse right now started out the season not even being available to bet, right? Like, it was a guy who everyone thought would start yeah. and was going to do nothing but start. Former MVP. Former MVP is now a six-man-of-the-year leader in the clubhouse, and we're talking about, yes, folks, Russell Westbrook is the favorite to win six-man-of-the-year. I, I put it out on my Twitter, I want to say Sunday night, not like two a few days ago, but the week before that, and it was plus 5,500 then. When I tweeted it, I said, hear me out, folks. Russell Westbrook, sixth man of the year, should have bet it immediately. You should have. It is now plus 150. Which it's is unbettable now. Unbettable now. Who saw this coming? Nobody. Even at the end of preseason, Russ himself was blaming getting hurt on Darvin Ham, making him come off the bench. And he started the first four games of the year. The Lakers got blown out. And at that point, Russ was shooting historically bad. From the outside, Darvin Ham had no choice. First year coach put Russ on the bench. Everyone thought, well, that's the end of Russell Westbrook. He's probably going to get traded. He's probably going to move away from the team. Like they're going to do the whole Jay Crowder Phoenix Suns thing. He's going to throw fits. Funny thing happened, though, on the way to the forum. In seven games coming off the bench and leading the second unit, Russ is now 19, 5, and 7. 
with over a steal per game. Let me say that again. Russell Westbrook as the sixth man is averaging more in the seven games coming off the bench than he did as a starter, averaging 19-5-7. and seven. He's shooting 43% from three, and he's loving basketball again. They're screaming his name. MVP. Yeah. MVP. <laughs> Not just me anymore. They I should, can't believe this. They should be chanting six man of the year. Six. Peace, this has been my favorite award since 95-96 when Kukoc won it and then Starks won it the final the next year. Yeah. So there are other players with a chance. I don't know how long this is going to last. It's now unbettable. So what are the what are the other players that might be bettable? Let's start with plus 300, Jordan Poole. Poole got punched. Poole got a huge extension. He's averaging 15-2-5 this year. Good numbers, not great. I think unless he ups his numbers, he has to probably score 22, 24 points a game. He's going to fall down the ladder, I think. He's starting pretty much every fourth game, too. He might actually start and place a clay. There's a lot of people who say that Jordan Poole is so soft mentally, he has to be a starter, and he's not able to really like have production unless he starts. Kind of like what we thought about Russell Westbrook, actually, and that Clay maybe should come off the bench. Maybe Clay's an interesting look like later on in the season if he ends up coming off the bench. Could be. Another interesting one, Christian Wood, plus 750. Uh, he's not playing tonight due to some knee soreness. Nice value pick, though. He's been balling out. He started out the first three games, like averaging 25 a game. He's averaging 16, 8, and 1 in 25 minutes. But Jason Kidd, here's the thing about that. Jason Kidd won't commit to him playing very many minutes. He's handing time down to Dwight Powell, JaVale McGee over Christian Wood. Inexplicable. I saw a meme of the Mavericks photo shoot today, and it was like, Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, they're all standing and smiling. Spencer Dinwiddie, and then I see Christian Wood like laying down in his photo shoot, and it's like Jason Kidd. He won't even stand up in the photo shoot. I'm not playing a minute. And that's kind of like what it is. He just kind of hates Christian Wood for some reason. So I don't know if I would take him. One that I do like, though, a lot is Benedict Matherin, plus 1,000. My favorite pick probably right now is him. He is outrageously good. On one side, he's been incredible. He's averaging 24-2 and in 28 minutes. On the minus side, There's no way that those numbers he'll be coming off the bench for long, right? Like you would imagine that he's probably going to be starting at some point. Mm -hmm. But if they're committed to the tank, then he will continue to come off the bench. And the qualification is he just needs to come off the bench more games than he started. Because I remember having to check that in 95-96 after Rodman got suspended and Kukoc started 35 games. Yeah, and you were scared. I'm right here with you on this award. The only only concern on that, so if he's good enough to be sixth man of the year— would you rather just go rookie of the year plus 500? That's I mean, Paolo's interesting, minus too. 700 right that's now. That's interesting, too. And he's awesome. That would be my only concern. I just I don't remember a rookie ever winning six man of the year, but that's great value. They have to put him in the starting line. They have soon. to. I mean, look at the numbers that he's been putting on. But I do, I mean, I love that price, 10 to 1, too. Another one, Malcolm Brogdon, 16 to 1. Brogdon's yeah, averaging 14, 4 and 4 for the Celtics. Solid. But listen, a huge part of why the Boston Celtics are continuing to be this dominant is because he has been spectacular. His playing history, though, implies he's probably going to miss some time. Yeah. So I don't know how much value, but I do like it. Bobby Portis is interesting at plus 1,400. He's averaging 13, 11, and 2. Very solid numbers. The problem for him, though, is he really doesn't do any one thing great. He's just good at a bunch of things, like just kind of like middle of the road. Definitely an award that rewards consistency, but no one has won this award averaging that little since 2005, 2006, when Mike Miller won. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I would say another interesting one is Kevin Love plus five thousand. Ageless wonder, 12, 8, and 3 in 20 minutes. We're talking about a team that's atop the standings in the East, close to good enough numbers to be a force. Probably going to need to up those numbers to like 16, 10, and 4 if he wants to jump the board. I think that could happen if one of the Cavs' big men get injured and he's got like moves up in terms of how much playing time he gets. But yeah, here's a couple of tips, though, to consider when you're thinking about taking a future for six man of the year. Uh, 10 of the last 11 winners of the Sixth Man Award have been guards. That's very important. Eight of the last 11 winners came out of the Western Conference. It's kind of crazy. 10 of the last 11 winners have averaged 16 or more points per game. 16 of the last 17 winners have averaged a PRA of 20 or more. 16 of the last 20 winners have had a win share of one or more. Tyler Hero did not last year. Nearly all six men of the year have shot really, really well from three. That's why I like Benedict Matherin. 19 of 20 shot better than 35% from three. So that's important. That's another reason that Russell Westbrook, I think, has shot up the board. So if his numbers from three start to plummet, that's something that I think is going to get him a lot of heat. Mm -hmm. Ben Gordon, who was actually arrested twice in the last month. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah, Is the youngest in the last 20, 20 years to win six man of the year at 21. Jamal Crawford at 33 is the oldest. I feel like he won it every year the last season. Right? Him, him and, and Jordan Lou Clark. Him, him, Lou Williams, and Jordan Clarkson. I would just yeah. bet them every year. <laughs> and then 19 of the last 20 winners have averaged 25 or more minutes per game. So you're not starting, but you're still playing a ton of minutes. Another one, actually, that I didn't mention, and I don't even know what the odds are because I just thought of it right off the top of my head, is Malik Monk. Like, Malik Monk has been incredible. He, absolutely he's incredible 150 to one yeah. i don't hate that yeah like i do not hate that malik Mon- yeah he's been so good he was the not- reason that they beat the Cavs last night i don't think he's gonna be six what do you, let me ask you one because i played him for most improved it was a dumb bet but i played it it was a free one what do you think about bones 25 to one i was just gonna i was just gonna bring bones up as well like that's an interesting bet as well he's he's been cooking i really really like bones what's his number you 25 said it's to one? 25 to one yeah i He's Same averaging 14, 2, and 4. Yeah, I would Same want something Sexton. in the 20s. If you know? Utah keeps rolling, do you think Sexton's worth a play? Yes. He's just not getting that much playing time. Hmm. That's and, the problem. And they're like, yeah, and they're kind of boring. I, I like the Bobby Portis angle because he's probably going to be the best six man on the best team in the Eastern Conference, which I think will matter, if, especially if he's averaging 14. But I like the Malcolm Brogdon pick, especially at 16 to 1. Yeah. I'm hoping that he has a couple rough games. I mean, the assist to turnover ratio has been excellent. He was so he's so important to that offense. That was their best offseason pickup, Brogdon. For My sure. only concern is he never stays healthy. Never stays never healthy. plays more than fifty five games. That's the thing. Yep. So what that, about Tyler Hero at hundred and to one? Just I just for the don't price. think he'll I just don't think he'll be able to win it twice in a row. Okay. Yep. That's fair. I just don't think so. You know, and he's now got the bag. He's now sort of starting. He hasn't come off the bench once this year. 
So, you know, I don't think I think he's going to start too much to be qualified qualified for the role. This is a tough award. Isn't it? When Russell Westbrook is leading the way. <laughs> and you, and, and, and you that is no not sustainable. Part of it? He's oh, not, man. He's going to hit he's going to shoot 18% from 3 this next month. And there's the other thing. That team's going to fall apart. I mean, you're right, Trista. The Lakers are awful. Yeah, they are. Like terrible. I almost bet them last night. They're a tough watch. LeBron left that game last night. Without LeBron on the floor, there's no reason to watch that team. And I'm actually a Russ fan. This version of Russ is not fun. No. You know, yeah. I like like Russ by himself in OKC where he's just averaging like 30, 11, and 11. And just, it's all Russ. And he's on a bad team. Just trying to it's squeak crazy. it out. This is one of those awards that two months from now, somebody else could emerge. Exactly. Who's not even on this list exactly. right now. Exactly. That's why it's tough. Exactly. Somebody takes out I a I know. Troll. I'm trying to scroll through some other names like... I don't know, Joe Harris, 150 to 1, you know, especially if Kyrie is like out long term and Brooklyn kind of goes on this resurgence. And... A good angle would be Clay. Like, especially because, yeah. like you Clay. said, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Poole plays much better when he's in the starting lineup. That's always the case in the NBA that there's a guy that doesn't want to come off the bench. They, they put the guy on the stationary bike and he just can't get in the same rhythm. Some people are better off the bench. The only thing is, is Clay at this stage of his career going to accept the bench I role? I think because so. Even a couple years ago when they picked up KD, remember, he's like, I'm not sacrificing anything. Yep. And I know he's not that version of Clay anymore, but it's really hard to tell Clay he's not that version of Clay. Anytime anybody does try to tell him that, he's, in he's fighting with Ronnie 2K yeah. and Ronnie Cycli and whoever else is out there named Ronnie. All the Ronnies. So, yeah, all the Ronnies. <laughs> no, this is a really hard award. It's so wide open. It's it so wide open. You just scroll through and you're like, man, it could be any one of these guys. And like, also, I hate them all. That's all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Check back for bonus episodes. Please do not forget to check the feed for past episodes and interviews that I work very hard on putting together for you. BetMGM Night airs Monday through Friday, live from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is available on demand on the Odyssey app. It's also on twitch.com slash betql and in podcast form, wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever you like. A million thanks to my producers, Nick Berlansky, Cameron Gray, my co-host, Ryan Horvath, and PJ Glasser. That is it for the bonus episode. Like I said, please follow us on the Heat Check across the 2022-2023 NBA season. Tell your friends, download, subscribe, and also follow us on social at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow me, DM me, because the Heat Check never sleeps, and neither do I. That's a lie. I do sleep, but the Heat Check doesn't.